Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters, what's up, everybody? So before we jump into today's podcast, talking about periodization specifically for strength and conditioning, I got a couple little fun shout outs. First, uh, as always, this episode and every episode is brought to you by the Life of a Fighter shop. You can go to lifeofafighter.com forward slash shop, or you can just click on lifeofafighter.com and we have our tabs on the side, whether it's get started for our kudos fit program. We have our pro coach program. We also have our uh, fitness and nutrition vault access. So we have pretty much any program for any budget and also for any goal. So whether you want to be um, a professional athlete, you're transitioning from high school or uh, middle school sports and you're transitioning to college or college to the pros or a pro or anywhere on that spectrum, or even someone that doesn't care necessarily about the performance and sports side of things, but you actually just want to hit your goals and do it in the optimal healthy way or healthiest way as possible, we got you. Um, either myself or another one of our coaches can provide that specialty for you. And if not, we'll find the right organization and group of people that can. So that's the first one. And another one that I've been talking about for the last few months now is our Kudos Fit program and Kudos Fit in general. You can check out the link below if you want to get working with myself or one of our coaches. And I'm just really excited about the Kudos Fit program and what they're doing and our partnership with them and what we're able to do. And we actually got some really exciting news coming up shortly um, that I'm excited to talk about. But Again, needless to say, unfortunately, I don't have any more spots left for June, but we have some openings for July. I believe there's four, um, so you can check those out. And either way, let's just jump right on into today's topic. So we're talking about periodization specifically. And when we talk about periodization, it's the um, approach at which how we're breaking down a program, specifically looking for resistance training. And we're going to look at, again, um, a season or for a sports-specific approach. And I've talked a little bit about this in program design for resistance training in a prior episode. I'll link to that below. But I wanted to specifically lock down on periodization in and of itself because we have different approaches. You could go with an undulating program, a linear program, nonlinear program, and a variation of things that kind of go in between. So I wanted to talk a little bit about periodization aspect and what that means. <clears throat> Excuse me. And maybe for better or for worse, what the contemporary periodization um, model and literature has adapted to terms of linear and nonlinear for those different approaches. So, again, let's look at a season in general and let's pick um, basketball. Actually, let's pick baseball because got a couple of fun things on the background scenes that uh, I've been looking at baseball for. So, let's talk about baseball and we're going to break it down in our general prep our specific prep, pre-competition, main competition, and then post-competition. So what does that look like? General prep, which should typically be in the quote-unquote off-season when there's not um, 
ball to be played when there's not actual competition going on. So let's take baseball. Let's take it from anywhere, depending on when the season ended, from September, October, all the way up to January. That could be the off-season and general prep phase. Part of that is when the season's over, you're usually going to have a transitionary post-competition stage where you're really going to just deload, allow the body to recover. It could last anywhere from you know, two weeks or maybe as little as a week, two weeks, all the way up to four weeks. And there's a variety of things that you can do in between, whether it's just not training at all, doing more recreational activities or just more active recovery based things, or just light general prep work. It's usually going to be again, a shorter window though, just for your body to reset. And that's why it's important talking about a slightly different topic with baseball, but staying on it with little league, um, is players shouldn't just be playing baseball year round. They need a transitionary period to kind of decompress and also a a rotation. So they're not just wearing the same muscles and the same mechanics out, especially that age where the body's not prepared and developed to do that specifically. Um, I thought that was an interesting kind of post on the little league website. I think, I believe it's littleleague.org that our, um, partner over at Dr. Myers, um, chiropractic shared, uh, Dr. Brent Myers, a new um, addition to our fight team here in Asheville as far as our team doctors and our medical team. So yeah, it was a really good read. You guys should check out his site as well on social media. Anyways, so we have, our, again, post-competition, transitioning, general prep. Now we're going to get specific prep. So let's talk about the difference between general prep and specific prep. And, in, and the idea of here, prep and preparation is for the actual sport and for the season. So general prep usually is going to be a little bit lower to moderate intensity, 50 to 75% of your one rep max. Volume is going to be higher, usually three to six sets. And again, high volume, usually, you know, eight and variety all the way up to 20 repetitions. Now, again, the ratio of reps to sets should be like an inverse relationship, meaning that if I'm going to do 20 reps, I'm probably going to do closer to three, two to three sets versus if I'm going to do six sets. I'm probably going to do closer to eight repetitions repetitions or 10 repetitions, not going to be doing 20 for the most part. Okay. And the weight should match accordingly. Again, as the reps are higher, my weight inversely will go down. And as my reps go lower, my weight and intensity should go up. And again, we're selecting exercises that are specifically looking at a phase of hypertrophy and muscular endurance. And again, when we talk about general prep, they can be more of a wider variety of movements so that we can get a little bit more of that, again, variety of preparation, whether we're not just talking about looking at for a pitcher, for example, your shoulder rotator cuff or your trunk control and your hips, you want to look at the entire body and not just those sports specific mechanics and movements. Okay. You don't want to build up imbalances. Then when we go into a little bit more of a specific prep stage, which is still before competition, before the season starts, we're still kind of transitioning now in this um, specific prep stage from off-season to pre-season. So let's say you're getting into spring training or slightly before spring training. So from January to about March. So January to March would be our kind of transition off-season to pre-season, specific prep training, um, more basic strength focus, higher intensity, 80 to 95% one rep max, moderate to high volume, two to six sets, and two to six repetitions. Again, an inverse relationship. So more reps, uh, less sets, more sets, less reps, and vice versa, if that makes sense. Now we're going to go into, on a basic periodization model, your first transition. So transitioning for your pre-competition training, where it starts to get dialed in a little more specifically from an even exercise selection and the focus to what's going on. We're specifically dialing in and just building upon all the things that we've been working on in the general prep and specific prep to the pre-competition, keeping, again, our position in our sport and even more so in mind. 
Now we're trying to peak for competition. So main competition is going to be your in season. So for baseball, let's say April all the way till September or May till September um, or October, depending on how the season plays out and how timing of all that works. Um, so that's where we want to be peaking, right? So if we're either, and this is kind of like a, a multifaceted approach to peaking. So the downside to a baseball season is that it's long. So you can't just peak for one week or one day. That's the difference. I think what I think is interesting about maybe football or baseball or basketball or fighting is that in football, you got to peak once a week. In baseball, you got to peak multiple times a week. In fighting, you got to peak once every maybe three to six months, maybe once every 12 months. And then in basketball, again, a higher volume peak. But really, we're always looking at the postseason. But to get there, you have to peak come game night. And for baseball and basketball especially, even soccer, it's a higher volume. And even at younger ages, it's going to be higher volume. So we got to keep that in mind. So we don't want to just kind of completely destroy our body after that initial peak phase. We want to be able to maintain that level of competition and health. So for peaking, um, leading up for a one-time event is usually going to be super, super high. And it can vary even all to really, really low depending on injuries and how the neurological system's feeling and responding. And it can be a variety of, especially if it's very high, obviously the intensity is going to be closer to 90, 95% of a one rep max, lower intensity, 50% of one rep max. Um, volume's going to be very low either way. So one to three sets of one to three reps. So if you look at the total reps we're getting in from our competition stage of a peaking week, it's maybe, let's say, three sets of three reps. That's nine reps altogether for any given exercise versus in our general general prep stage out of season when we're first recovering back in January, we may be doing anywhere from three to six sets of 20 reps. So it'll say six reps of 20 reps. It's 120 reps of a given exercise, 120 reps versus nine reps. That's a really, really variety as far as when you're looking at the, the volume. So you're progressively lowering and lowering the volume. And the idea is it ramps and ramps up not only neurologically, but we're also looking at an injury risk perspective. We want to keep reducing injury as we get closer to competition. And also the, the ideas of the repetitions outside of it with enough distance, you can recover and you get your body prepared for having those multiple games throughout the season, a long, long season, all that good stuff. But also from a maintenance perspective, so that was peaking for one given night. From a maintenance perspective, we're going to kind of try and rel maintain a relatively higher intensity, but not absolutely as high. So we're going to find middle ground. Okay, so it's going to be moderate to high, about 80 to 90% max of a one rep, but we're not going to do as much volume again. So low to moderate on the volume, two to five sets of three to six repetitions. So again, Maybe you're going to do anywhere from six to 30 repetitions total per exercise versus nine. So now the intensity slightly goes up. The um, volume of everything slightly goes up. The idea is it keeps a level of strength and performance for a prolonged period of time, but we can't do it so high that it's so taxing you can't properly recover, right? So then, boom, we get through our season, we're in the World Series or we're in a championship series. That's where we might even maintain that final peak stage, transition from a maintenance to a peaking, and then we'll be done, and then you go into a post-competitive second transitionary stage of an active recovery. You know, you're done with the season. That's where, again, two to four weeks, you're just enjoying life, recreational stuff, maybe vacation, decompressing a bit, and then getting back to it as a cycle. So that's kind of a, a nice snapshot into a typical periodization model that's literally by the book. When we look at essentials of strength conditioning, that's to the T by the book. And I thought it's a good way to just run through what you would see in a quote unquote textbook approach and how it should look like. And then I think another way to recap it um, is I'm going to use another graph here that I thought was pretty helpful from figure 21.5, breaking down the relationship of periodization 
um, to the season and then the strength focus. So when we look at the annual training plan or the macro cycle of it, um, that's like the full year. We're looking at a preparatory pay, uh, period, a competition period, and then a transition period. So you got three blocks, three main, main blocks for the macro cycle for the year. So the prep period is again that general prep and sports specific prep leading up to the season, then going from off season to preseason. And then the competition uh, period is from the season into the postseason. And then transition period is going, okay, once the season's over, the fight's over, uh, championship's over, whatever, where no more games are left, we transition again. And the focus, and especially the prep period, is going to be a cycle of hypertrophy to basic strength, back to hypertrophy, back to basic strength, going to active recovery, so you get a little deload, decompress, going from the off-season to the preseason. that's like that first transition period. Then we're going to strength and power in the preseason, getting ready for the prep, so this could be like four weeks out from a fight, or preseason for a sport. Again, we're going strength and power, then cycle back to basic strength, and then go back to strength and power. And then that transitions right into competitions, so whether that's the fight itself or fight week or um, in season or whatever kind of variation of words we want to use there, you're in your maintenance and peaking phase. So if we're just on maintenance, we're going to be slightly higher intensity. Um, if we're in a peaking stage, it could be extremely high depending on how the neurological system responds and how the fighter is and, and or the athlete, depending on what the event is. It could be an endurance event even, and we want to peak for that. Or you go lower intensity, them to recover and then once that's done again postseason the transitionary period we're actively recovering and then boom you do it all over again so again i'm not saying that i think this is the one approach that everyone should use this is just one of the approaches that we have i actually like using a variety of approaches whether it's um using the linear periodization model versus an undulating model where you're going to actually cycle in and saying have okay or even a um a conjugate method where, you know, you look at Louis Simmons or like Phil DeRue is really a, a big fan of this. When we talk about his, um, from the seminar with the fight science Institute, what his little break of it was talking about how we can incorporate what the, the conjugate method is and incorporate like, you know, max intensity days, dynamic intensity days or dynamic effort days and have multiple variables being addressed in the same amount of time because eight to 12 weeks is not the same as three to six months when you're talking about a basketball or baseball sport, football sport for versus a fight and you have to be kind of ready year round and on go. So it's a slightly different breakdown, but I thought it was interesting to look at the periodization approach and that's pretty much it y'all. Again, if you enjoyed this, please like and share, comment. Um, it's, it's really cool to see like international we've really grown but I really want to get continuously more of a present in the states and I'm um, doing the reviews and, and doing all that really does help so if you can leave a review especially on the iTunes or on Google Play or Stitcher or however you listen to this that really helps us with our rankings and just reaching more people y'all so appreciate you talk to you next time peace so I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching listening consuming that episode if you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already please like uh please comment if you haven't reviewed please leave a review if you haven't followed or subscribed please do that as well again it tremendously helps us out and then just a quick reminder if you guys want more resources we have them below we have our programs everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter so if you haven't signed up for that do so below it's free and that is it y'all see you on the next one